We want to thank everyone who came to see us at Anime Milwaukee. We had such an amazing time meeting everyone and hearing everybody's D&D stories. Just a few announcements before we get started. This month, we're going to be celebrating the birthday of our director and voice of Talia, Chris, me, by offering two extra episodes this month. As always, Patreon will get those episodes early. We also wanted to announce that we will be at Anime Detour in Minneapolis on March 29th through the 31st, as well as WizCon 43 in Wisconsin, May 24th to the 27th. We're really excited and we hope we can see you guys all there. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. If we have missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warning for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, mature themes, use of alcohol and tobacco, mild gore, depressive mood, and mentions of deceased parents. Imagine a world on the frontier where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources are found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances are happening at such a rate that society can't keep up, allowing evil or misguided people to create abominations of nature. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine, amidst all this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. And welcome back to Let's Be Legendary Wild West Edition. Bang, bang. <laughs> we are... I'm sure they have something sad to do. Like, uh, but no, uh, it's a start. We're all happy. There you go. Yeah. Ride. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're happy until we start playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy is fun, you guys. It's super fun. We're coming back in just after Talia <laughs> discovered... <laughs> the properties of the firearm that she took off of the insane John Zinn. Yeah. At least it's not a rifle anymore. Indeed it At is least not. it is not a rifle anymore. <laughs> I mean if we're gonna if we if we're gonna split hairs, we at least need to look at the positive side of things. Indeed. <laughs> you had both just turned in for the night, both refusing to <laughs> essentially leave the other alone, and had ended up both falling asleep outside. In the morning, Talia, you had carried Celine back inside. Mm-hmm. Got the pendant sleep. that had fallen off, or oh. that she had taken off and was holding. Mm-hmm. Put it back in her hands and. Uh, let her get a few, few more hours, maybe a few more hours of sleep. I'm taking care of the horses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
trying not to feel insanely guilty about something that I shouldn't feel guilty about, but I for some reason really do. Gee! <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Anyway. The day is yours. I am asleep. You're saying asleep? I am, I am asleep. Okay. Um, if I wake up, I go back to sleep. Do not even... No, I'm going to say I stay asleep because if she if, I, if she woke up, she'd go up, find you. Oh, okay. So, um, She's emotionally exhausted and is sleeping. The DM rolled the dice and I'm scared. I am making sure the horses are all right, make sure they've gotten water, brushing them, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Cortez is probably up there, too. Cortez, I'm giving him, I'm making sure he's eaten, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Did you give him a treat? I did. Okay. I gave him a treat. Uh, so yeah, shaped like little dog bones. <laughs> if she doesn't wake up in the next half hour, I'm actually going to go running again. Okay. Celine, do you wake up for the next half hour? What time is it? I woke up early, so it depends on when you want to wake up, basically. So, sunrise, so like, over the mountains, though, so that would have been closer to like 6.30-ish. I'm still, I'm going to sleep till like 8 or 9, really. Nine. Okay. Probably just just because like, okay, waking up in the middle of the night, panicked. Yeah. Having that huge emotional thing. Right. Yeah. Sobbing for a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do the same thing I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on the pendant and run. Okay. Well, that's an interesting look. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, I'll, expl- I'll explain why after I explain what happens during your run. Okay. As you... Start running, focusing on the pendant, and your mind just goes back to last night and the gun, and you're just running, and it's just like, just why, why, why? I'm just just a lot of whys going through your head. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did you pick up the gun? Because the broker said so. Why did you say yes to the gun? Because you need to complete your mission why can't Celine see why this is important but and as you just keep running with your frustrations again you go beyond the couple minutes of your shift And as you run and run and run, you end up running back into the clearing of the tent almost an hour later. And only then does the shift fade. Okay. That's, um... That's definitely a thing. Cortez around? Did I outrun him? Is he around? He eventually, he eventually like flaps, flutters down to oh. a branch near you. Oh my goodness. 
And she's still asleep. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I didn't hunt anything and I didn't set a trap, so uh, I guess we're going off our rations today. And I didn't buy any coffee. Okay. That might have been enough to absolve you if you brought me brought me coffee. Well, I don't have any, so <laughs> when we go to Air Pike, I'll pick some. Coffee solves everything. Coffee does solve everything. So does I alcohol. Have, I have some. You know what? Irish coffee. There you go. I don't have either of those two things, so mark that on the list of things to get mm-hmm. when we head when we head into Air Pike. Is alcohol and coffee. So, that face that I made, that's the second time I rolled a nat 20 for this thing, so... What thing? The running, running. and oh, okay. shit, like, just Focusing to see if something, on... like, seeing if something happens. Second time I've rolled a nat 20 for that thing. The D&D gods are trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Third time's a charm. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... What do I have? Hang on. I have I have a mess kit, but there's no shit. We don't. We just have rations. Okay. Good luck getting me to eat. Yeah, we just have rations, so I'm just gonna let the horses. They're free to wander around. Okay. And I'm just gonna. I'm gonna smoke. <laughs> I am going to smoke. And wait for her to get up. Uh, Celine, mm-hmm. as you sleep, you're restless in your sleep. Mm-hmm. It's just some of it's just vague dreams, some of it's just emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. And there's just one dream that kind of coalesces that you remember upon waking it's of uh, you're back in your hometown and home community you're your age but everybody around you is treating you like you're seven so I am, I am uh, 22 yeah you're 22 but it's like everything everybody around you is still treating you like you're like you're seven and oh so you know just talking to you like you're a little kid and just yeah. how, how you remember him talking to you yeah kid. yeah and you're told to uh go off and pick mulberry leaves for the for the worms and you go and do and all of a sudden the sun goes behind a cloud and fog rolls in hmm. And there are screams in the distance. Oof. You run back to the buildings. Fog kind of drifting everywhere. You can't find anybody. Nobody's around. And then the fog clears. And standing out in the middle of the road is Talia. Standing over the bodies of your parents. The gun in hand, twisting jagged marks up her arm, 
she turns and looks at you and in the broker's voice says the raper needs a weapon and you wake up So I wake up, but what is, you know, when you have a, a very odd dream, like a really, you sleep really hard and you wake up feeling like, like headachey and just like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sleep hangover. It's like, yeah. It's oh, like, the, the, ha- the, the, it's like a fatigue hangover. Yeah. Like you were yeah. fatigued and you, now you've got the rest, but you still got the, but like, no, I, yeah. but I feel like I did not sleep at all because, uh. I think I think I just lay in bed for a while. I'm playing fetch with Cortez. You <laughs> <laughs> will fetch. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't I'm, I'm fetch. throwing like. Oops, sorry, I'm throwing like sticks <laughs> in, in the air and seeing he'll catch them. He, he can catch. He can catch them. I know, but it's up to him if he wants to catch them. <laughs> it sort of follows this stick through the air as it lands on the ground. Bitch, you can't catch it. Looks back over at you. Dives off his perch and, like, catches it in midair. That <laughs> a boy. And he flutters back to his perch with the stick. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just chews on it. Yep. Cheeky damn bird. But then I take out a crow treat and toss it at him. <laughs> he drops the stick. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, I just go back to smoking. <laughs> I am just laying in bed feeling emotional. I and I'm just waiting until she gets up. So right. Well whenever you get up. Yeah, um I think I'd try to go back to sleep just to try and hide from the shit going on. But probably can't get back to sleep. No. Yeah. So I slowly start getting ready, I think. It takes a while, but I finally come out. I've got all my stuff packed up. How are you feeling? Tired. And I go over to Oleander and start, like, putting the stuff, like, my stuff on him. On the saddle? Like, the saddle? Yeah, like, getting it ready. Okay. Do you want to talk about last night? What do you want to talk about? I can tell you're still upset with me. And for what it's worth, I I am sorry that I upset you. And she stops. You should not apologize for something that you do not actually regret. And continues getting Oleander ready. I didn't say I regretted it. I said that I'm sorry I hurt you. I haven't touched the gun since last night, and I had a compromise. A compromise? Yeah. You've... I've seen you use it a couple of times. You've got a spell that can figure out if something's undead or demonic or evil, basically. Do you think the gun is evil or demonic or undead? Not particularly, but if it'll ease your mind, and I promise if you detect anything, I'll find a way to break it. And she stops. 
If it is evil, you will find a way to break it. I'll find a way to break the deal. How do you intend to do something like that? I don't know. There's got to be some way. Let us hope so. Give me the gun. I reach in and I grab it. Okay. I hand it over. And I cast, uh, take it and cast Detect Good and Evil. Okay. But to do anything for that? No, you you, uh, you use it as a free spell. And yeah, and you just take your holy symbol and focus on it. Elemental, fey, fiend, or undead. So uh, aberration, celestial, and elemental, fey, fiend, or undead. So it'll mm-hmm. detect if it's. That's weird, though. It's supposed to be good and evil. Yeah, it's worded weird, but okay. essentially it's the same. Okay. Yeah. Casting the spell, focusing on your holy symbol. You look down at the gun in your hand, and at first you don't see anything. It's just, it looks like a gun. Then something sparks and shines in one of the eye sockets. Can I see this? Yeah. Okay. This bright white golden light shines out from it. You recognize it as an element of divine power. Is there anything else I can deduce from it? Looking at it more, you see focusing in on this sense of, of divine power coming off of it. You sense a presence attached to it. It's not anything that the spell directly detects, but it is a presence. It is neither celestial nor fiend nor aberration. The most sense you can get from it is artificial. So it is Whatever divine energy it has has been manufactured? No. Whatever presence is here was manufactured by the divine energy. Oh. You don't get any sense of good or evil radiating off of it either. Well, any luck? It is not evil. But there is something. I kind of relay what. Divine? Can I have it back? She hands it back. Now look at it. Remember what you told me? I think it was an air pike. And I asked about something. John? God, I can never remember the Zen. John, John Zen? John Zen. Yeah. Remember, remember what John Zen had said and I asked you about it because I didn't know exactly what it was? No. He had mentioned the Grim Reaper's scythe comes for you all. 
I asked you what the Grim Reaper was. And I explained it to you. So... But the Grim Reaper is dead. I guess the scythe isn't. You think that's what this is? It is a gun. Can I ask the gun? (laughs) Does the gun speak? So what's the question you pose for the gun? Are you the Grim Reaper's scythe? Is what I ask. It comes back with almost a note of confusion in its voice. Like it doesn't know. It's like, scythe. Scythe. Can I give it a I mental have... picture of what a scythe is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I envision yeah. a scythe. Yeah. Or something close to. What am I seeing? Are you just but, speaking with it? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm saying it out loud. Right. Yeah, so Talia says it out loud and is just looking at the gun. You don't see anything. Mm, okay. But it's replies I have I have taken many forms over the millennia that form and it's almost like a a wince and kind of like a sense of pain coming from it yes I have taken that form before even when it says that it has, there's still like a note of uncertainty to its voice that it's, right. it's it said yes, but it's like, yes? Not, yeah, like question mark? Um, well, if this is what this is, then I don't think it remembers. You do not think it remembers? Well, I asked if it's been a scythe or if it was the Grim Reaper's scythe, then I don't think it remembers. It would make no sense. As a way, it would make no sense. The Grim Reaper is dead. True. You think the Undertaker would know? Perhaps. That is not his responsibility to keep track of the... Uh, whatever god came before him. Well, no, but... Never mind. I put the gun away and I start getting the horses ready. And she doesn't say anything. We just... Nope, doesn't say anything. Alright. Before we leave, though, you've got to eat something. I am not hungry. Well, tough. Eat something anyway, please. I'm gonna be on the road all day. I am not hungry. Uh, all right. So the time is about um, com- coming up on midday, actually, because you guys have spent so long just like mm-hmm. taking your time, waking up, and packing. Um, Celine is very despondent. She's just kind. Of, it looks like she's just kind of going through the motions of getting her stuff packed up and getting Oleander ready to head out. Yeah, Talia's just kind of leaving her, leaving like giving her some space, basically. And 
Um, once we're all packed up, we can we can head out. Right. We're heading towards her old community. Community. Yep. You head down the road. Late summer sun, kind of shining down on you guys. Well, still technically midsummer, but approaching late summer now. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple of hours more, but uh, coming on about th- three, four o'clock, you end up trotting to a what almost looks like a small town. Celine, it's simultaneously bigger and smaller than you remember it. Okay. Like, everything looks smaller, but there's more there. Okay. Because you're bigger, so... Oh, okay, so everything looks bigger. No, smaller, right, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I remember being a lot bigger because I was smaller. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, there are more buildings than you remember. Mm -hmm. And, uh... A small sign posted outside the entrance to this little town is a sign that reads Can Ranch, spelled K-A-N. Those are the names of the people there, right? Mm-hmm. That's still alive. You see a number of people going back and forth, some people with uh, carrying baskets. Uh, you notice that one of them's full of mulberry leaves. Mm-hmm. Where, what is on where my house used to be like my my farmstead i'm looking over that way there is your house standing there oh it it looks like it's been rebuilt a bit okay like remodeled a little bit right but the front porch is exactly the way you remember it so i Uh, start heading toward it i think okay i follow are you wearing your mask and mm-hmm. No. Okay. And I uh, stop in, in front of it. Celine stops in front of it. Gets off uh, gets off of, her, of Oleander. Mm-hmm. And just kind of stares at it. Just standing there looking at it. It's the familiar sounds and smells and... You remember... Your parents sitting on this porch with you. I um, I'm going to go up to the door and knock on it. Okay. Knock and there's a bit of pause where you hear a woman's voice inside say, "Just a minute." And after a moment, a halfling opens up the door and uh, looks up at you. Um, yes, can I help you? I, um, I, I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. Um, I used to live in this house. And she looks up and she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. Um, she opens the door. Uh, come, come in, please. My name is Rella. I look back and see what Tully is doing. I'm I'm waiting with the horses, and I I give you a look of Do you want me to follow? If you want to. Um, it's not what I'm looking for. That's what you're getting. If you want to, it's your call. 
Okay, I tie up the horses. <laughs> I, right. I come in. What was her name? I'm sorry. Uh, Rella. Rella. Yeah. She leads you inside and uh, pulls out a a low chair for you. I know. I know a good chunk of the story of what happened to the previous people who occupied this house. So I, I, you must be Celine. Yes. Uh, this is my um, traveling companion, partner, Talia. Nice to meet you. Uh, so what brings you back into town, Celine? I, uh, I was looking for something. Uh, um, how, how long have you lived in this house? Um, my son and I moved in about five years ago now. Had it been empty? It had. Um, so some of the uh, local farmhands uh, helped me f- fix up the place a bit. It, it hadn't been uh, kept well since the events. Yes. I, um... Was, was there anything, anything left? There was. Uh, it's not here, unfortunately. Um, all that remained was buried with what remains we were able, uh, they, they were able to recover. I, I see. Um, I can take you to where that is if you'd like. Yes, I would like that. Um, I've never seen where my my parents were put to rest. Uh, well, um, so let me get my son. Calden, uh, come with me, dear. And you see like a little like six-year-old. A baby halfling. Yeah, a six-year-old halfling. Oh, Yeah. It comes out. Okay, Mama. And uh, she leads you uh, outside. Um, it's out of the settlement a little ways, so you just follow me. Does she have a horse? Or is she just walking? She looks like she's just walking. Okay, so we'll just lead yeah. the horses. Yeah, yeah they're tied to the fence. They're yeah. Fine. I'm sorry to impose on you. Um, no, dear. Uh, it's it's no imposition at all. And she she leads you a ways. And as as you guys walk through the settlement, you see a lot of activity that's familiar to you, Celine. Uh, but also just like more people than you remember being here. The farm has grown just beyond the little community that was here when you were a kid. Was it? Um... Was it this built up when you when you came here? Uh, close to. They've added a couple more buildings. Which was much smaller when I was last year. Well, uh, silk trades picked up quite a bit, especially over in Blue Peak. So there's more demand, which means they were able to hire more hands. I see. Uh, I'm one of the weavers for the looms, so... Ah, yes. My... My grandmother was also a weaver. 
I think. I, I cannot remember. It was quite a long time ago. I was very young. I have a question. In the dossier mm-hmm. that we got, did they have any idea as to what caused the fog? Like, was there any investigations done? There was, like, there Nothing. was no cause was found. Okay. Great police work. Great police work, guys. Okay. I don't don't remember hearing about it, so... But that would have been something that I looked for, so mm-hmm. I'm double-checking. Okay. Great. And she leads you a ways into this depression in, yeah. in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually like right up near the edge of the mountains and there's like this a little a fence that's set up for no reason other than symbolically separating the dead from the living. Mm. You see just beyond it some headstones some both stone and wooden just because of whatever was available really right right others are just stakes that have been set in the ground to right. mark a location and she just stands with her son at the edge of the fence letting you walk ahead if you wish mm, yeah Celine definitely goes in um, and she starts looking at the different graves, trying to see if there are any names she recognizes. After looking around a while, you do find your parents' graves. They're put together on one headstone. You also saw other names that you recognized. It's mostly farmhands. You don't see a, a named headstone for your grandmother anywhere. What's the headstone for Celine's parents made out of? Stone. Stone, okay. It's, like, it's an actual stone. So she stops and kneels down and runs her fingers over the the raised, or the recessed letters. Mm-hmm. kind of slowly walk up behind her. Is that them? Mm. She nods. Yes. Celine kind of sits down on her knees. I do not know if this will work. And uh, she closes her eyes and tries to cast Speak with Dead. As she's doing this, I nod over to Rella and Calden, mm-hmm. and I just kind of give her a motion of like, we might be here a while. She nods and and like comes up to you and says, I understand if you need time. Um, I'm going to head back to the, to the house then. Can I pay you to keep an eye on my horses? No pay necessary. I'll, I'll keep them out front. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am looking up the spell for... Oh, we got it on a card. Yeah, yeah, I have the card. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, you have to have, like, the remains and they have to be in good shape. 
But then we were talking about there was a way to cast it as a ritual. Yeah. I was allowing you to cast it as a form of ritual. And technically you do have the remains, even though they are currently buried. Mm -hmm. But casting it as a ritual over their grave, it it takes time. Mm -hmm. Ritual casting normally means like it takes an additional 10 minutes, but with this... You know, it, it takes 10 minutes to begin with, so... Yeah, it... it no, it... The spell itself... Oh, no, okay, the... Yeah. Oh, casting time one action, it lasts 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep, yeah. This ritual takes longer. You set up candles and incense mm -hmm. and just spend time just sitting there calling out to the spirits of is it which one are you focusing on i don't know which one i'm focusing on i think i'm just because I, I, I don't I, I think you might need to pick a specific one um my mother then okay milan because i think she doesn't celine does not remember them very well but if she she remembers her mother slightly slightly clearer than her father. Just slightly. So, yeah. After about 30 minutes, you begin to feel something. You feel cold in the hot, in the hot summer sun. Breath kind of like fogs a bit before you. Something's here. Milan? Do we need a piece of paper? For what? Auto writing or something. Because the speak with the dead spell is supposed to be they have a way to talk to you. And if there's nothing there to use to talk to... Oh, okay. You're... you're your spirit board. Oh. Use yeah, your yeah. spirit board. Okay. Yeah, I take out my spirit board. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritualism. Do you need a way to speak with, with me? There's no answer, but the presence is still there. Very quickly rummages in her bag to get her spirit board out and then uh, take off my bird skull okay. and I place it on the spirit board mm -hmm. my hands are shaking Milan can you hear me are, are you holding the bird skull I've got of? my fingers on the bird skull like the bird skulls like pointed mm -hmm. up away from me mm -hmm. and I've got my hands like on the skull like, my finger is kind of on the skull. Mm -hmm. You feel a pair of hands wrap around yours and bring your hand over to yes. Milan, do you, do you know who I am? Yes. I 
I am sorry. I am. I am sorry to bring you back from Zeanda the Undertaker, but I. I have some questions that I. I have not been back here since they they pulled me out from the Nisa floorboards where you did in me. I am... Um, when I was young, when I was little, um, did I ever... Did I ever speak of... of, um, a door out in the in the mulberry fields and out in the in the woods with the mulberries. Did I ever speak of 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 a door and a a garden beyond beyond the door? Did I ever? There's a pause. And it brings your hands over to yes, and then continues guiding your hands and starts spelling out I am a G I N R Y N R Y F R I E N D Imaginary friend do you, did you did you know if you are positive with anything other than human? The crow skull starts moving towards no but stops just leads over to the middle and just kind of stops I'm sure Milan, I... <sighs> I wish you were here. I don't even remember what you look like or what you sound like. The Undertaker. It slides to yes. <laughs> and then it continues to move. W E L O you. And you feel a spectral hand just brush up against your cheek, and then it's gone. 
And Celine just breaks down crying. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all crying. Yeah. Uh-huh. D&D's fun, you guys. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> just, just wraps her arms around you and just holds on. And I hold on to Griptalia and just sob. I think we're there for quite a bit. Um, it was three when we came into town. Oh, three, three ish, four ish, closer to four. Okay, so it's gonna start to get dark soon. Yeah, it, it's it's summertime, so it won't get. Well, it's not gonna get dark until like oh, nine. Yeah, that's true. Nine. That's true. On our way into town, did I see any inn thing of any kind? You saw like a tavern on your way through town. Not that's sure just... if it's an inn as well. Or... Yeah, not quite sure. Okay, well. Well, if anything, we could just make camp in the woods or something, but... Uh, Selene is still pretty despondent, but almost, like, worse now. But I think she's also having just rant instead of... It's it's worse, better and worse, because she's still really despondent, but now she's having random bouts of crying, I think. Right. Which is, like, this is a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's better that she cry. Yeah. So, but I just want to make sure she can get some rest because she's probably run the ring today. And I haven't eaten. And you haven't eaten. God damn it. I knew I should have pushed you. Okay. Um. I'm going to... Can you walk? Of course. Okay. So I'm going to lead you back to the nice lady. <laughs> what was her name? Rella. Rella. I'm going to lead you back to the house. Well, Rella is, so we at least can get our horses. Oh, and I have my tape measure wrapped around my hand, okay. I think. All right. She's actually out on the porch oh, okay. with her son waiting for you guys. With someone else, a human man, looks to be in his 30s, and he's just sitting on the edge of the porch, and he rises when he sees you and nods his head in a, in a, a little bit of a bow. Comes up to uh, you, Celine. Uh, evening, ma'am. My name is Jameson Can. Alden Can is my is my grandfather. I, I see. Um. Um, uh, Rella came and told me that you had stopped back in town to see the old place. I just want to extend uh, the Can family welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is there a a place where my companion and I might stay the night? Rella actually speaks up and says, "Uh, Don't worry about that, dear. I have extra bedrooms. I board uh, extra farmhands when we need them, and we're currently empty right now. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, your grandfather, he, I, where is he? May I uh, speak with him? Yes, uh, he actually, he said you're more than welcome to come if uh, you were wanting to. He's a bit frail, so he couldn't come out and greet you himself. That but. is understandable. If I, if I remember correctly, he was, well... <laughs> He's an old codger. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's best you see him in the morning. Perhaps that would be better, yes. Yeah, I need to get food in you. I'm not hungry. 
I don't care. You eat something. Um, Rella, would yeah. it be possible to perhaps uh, see the woods behind the house? Oh, yes. I spent, yes, this much was... of, I spent much of my childhood there. I would like to see it again. As far as I'm concerned, this was your home. And as long as you want to visit, it's your home again. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, we will be over. Um, uh, shall I find you in the morning? Uh, yes. Um, it's the uh, the big yellow house, and he points, and it's the only two-story building on the property. Um, big. Kind of a garish yellow, but yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, then I will, I will, I will find you in the morning. Then not even and take this leave. If it is all right, I would like to go to the woods. Are you sure you want to do that right now? <sighs> yes. I'd really rather you eat something first. You have told, always told me to trust my instincts. What time of day is it? Journey, man, it's time like back. early evening, right? It's early evening, yeah. One might even say twilight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Telly doesn't like this, but she's also trying not to upset Celine. So <laughs> you're doing a bang up jump so far. I since yes, I think <laughs> I've been doing pretty damn well. All right, if you need anything, just holler. I'm going to make sure the horses are tended to. I I will take Ortez with me, so if anything happens, he knows to find you. All right. So I'm going to jump back to the woods. Um, Take it. There's a stable, I'm assuming, or something. Mm -hmm. Or pasture or something that I could send them. Yeah, Uh, they're currently tied to a tree in the front yard. But yeah, you can take them. There is a stable nearby with some farmhands as tending to a couple of mules and a couple horses that they have there. They'll take care of the horses for you if you want. Or um, I'd prefer to do it myself. <laughs> okay. But yeah, thank, I thank them, but I'm gonna get them all settled. And... Okay. Um, and I'll... Okay, how far are you going? Are you in line of sight is what I'm asking. I probably won't stay in line of sight. Okay. So I mean, if, Can I fo- I, then I'm gonna follow behind. So then, okay, if that's the case, then yes, stable hands can take the horses. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to follow behind her stealthily. Okay. <laughs> Make a stealth check. Okay. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Uh, are you actively looking for her? No, then yeah. Then, All right. Yeah, you're following. So yeah, I'm following behind, but mm-hmm. not like so she knows that I'm there. Just checking, just making sure. I'm being protective. She hasn't mm-hmm. eaten anything all day. I'm freaking out <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go for it. I'm not sure what I'm looking for, so I'm just kind of wandering, seeing where the the woods takes me. And the memories that I had. Um, was it a specific tree that I knew the door was in? Um, yeah, it, it was always in the same place. 
So I probably find my way back to that specific tree. You make your way back there, and it's there. I just stare at it for a moment. I have no reason to enter this door. If he is behind it, then this is just what she's thinking. If she, if he, if he is behind <coughs> it, then I will only get more taunting and riddles and. But. She goes through it. Okay. Do I see the door? You do not. But I watch her walking through the bush. Yep. Just you see her push her way beyond what looks to you like the first layer of branches and just into the bush. Like right. and Okay. Hmm. Um Damn it. Alright, then I is there a tree in front of the bush, like kinda mm-hmm. near the bush? Yeah. Alright. I just I just sit down and I wait okay. until she comes back out. Celine, you find yourself in the familiar garden. Is he here? Do I see him? I'm looking around. Make a perception check. Okay. Uh, like 12, 12, 12 13. 13. 13. Looking around. You seem to be alone. You hear the noise of some squirrels, like, skittering. Do they have butterfly wings? They do. Oh, <laughs> Alright. Are you here? No answer. Well, he said the door was always open. He didn't actually say he'd be there. Why is it? So now I have something that I really must ask you, that you are not here. And this is the second time. How long do you wait? Oh, like a minute, 90 seconds. Alright. Before he says something else. Yeah, before he says something else. Okay, what were you going to say? I really have no use to play with... um, Squirrels with butterfly wings and polka-dotted rabbits, so if you are not here, there's no reason for me to stay. There's a kind of, like, tremor in the air. Hmm. And suddenly the world around you shifts. Going from the garden to the rooms that you had seen that one previous time. Oh, with, in the in the bar in, in that crabby yeah, in the, <laughs> the in, wheezy ass. In the wheezy ass. What a fucking name. The <laughs> the overcluttered shelves full of knickknacks, mm. the fireplace in the room beyond and the long table. Gotcha. And the, his voice calls out from around the corner. You know, I'm not omnipresent. Really? Are you not? 
I don't doubt it, actually. But I am quite sure that you heard me last night. Afraid not, darling. What have I said about calling me that? There's just silence, but you can see the smile through the wall. <laughs> not literally. Yeah. No, I feel like, it. Oh, yeah. It's loud. It's a loud smile. <laughs> Miss our Jean. That's better. I turn to go around the corner. Okay. It's a weird double image at first. You see both him sitting at the end of the table in the chair and him sitting in the twisted root of the blue-leafed oak tree. Okay. But it solidifies into him sitting in the chair at the end of the table. What did you do to her? I made a deal, as I am wont to do. Yes, I understand that. What did you do to her? You're going to need to be more specific, darling. Oh, so I must be more specific. I see. The weapon that you had to go and get, what did it do to her? What did you do to her? Now, see, there's your trouble. I did not do anything to her beyond the deal that I made. It is your weapon, is it not? <laughs> that thing is older than me, dear. Yes. <laughs> you are so not here. I know, right? But you're going to be in trouble for that anyway. <laughs> Damn it. Older than you. I may measure my years in mountains that have fallen. But that thing has been around since this planet was a speck of dust. And what is it? It is a tool. As most weapons are. Weapon is such a liquid term. Many things can be a weapon. You put a horse in the right hands, it could be a weapon. Celine's mouth opens and then closes. <laughs> like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> oh, alternately, thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> but uh, she's... Yeah. You put a farming utensil, a shovel, a rake, a scythe, in the right hands. It can be used a weapon. But that does not nullify its original purpose. And what was that? He just smiles. Do not tell me you do not know. Oh, I know, Miss Argent. Are you going to share with the class? I'm feeling in a my generous mood. How fortunate. 
You know, you keep pissing him off. You know what? I've had a shitty day, and really? I feel, and I really just feel like maybe I feel like being reckless for once. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm just okay. <laughs> that that was. I mean, Talia's just like. Uh, you know, but you're doing, you're doing great, yeah, you're sweetie. Doing great, sweetie. You know, Brother, here, I'll hold your flower. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, Talia is just like go, but Chris is just like, please don't piss him off. He's the only one who's got answers. He things. is obviously not pissed off. He is enjoying this. Go ahead. The weapon, as you keep calling it was created by the old death. The old death. The Undertaker ain't been in his chair for all too long. Death can die, just like everything else, Miss Argent. It is... Okay, now we you know that whole like I'm gonna be sassy and, and smart mouth you. It's like gone, and it's like four oh four not found. <laughs> so what you are telling me is that gaudy tool that we found is the possession of the death gods that came before the Undertaker. It is a relic of an age gone by when death wasn't just content to let people come to him. Death used to be a bit more of an active presence I had some inclination as to that. The Undertaker, in my opinion, sits back on his laurels, but he is a divine entity with power that I can hitherto only dream of. So he can do whatever he likes. Yes, he can. <laughs> but I personally prefer this style of the old death god. And that is why you have led Talia to this weapon. That weapon can provide her with something that she desires. Something that nothing else could, aside from a miracle. Nothing else could. It had to be this weapon. That has marred her skin. And... Who knows what else? I have upheld my end of the bargain I made with Miss Gray. Will it do to her what it did to John Zinn? John and Jenny Zinn made a similar deal. Not with me. with a different entity. I'm certain you noticed some unique qualities of Jenny's weapons. Fire. 
Hellfire. Hellfire. They were well insane before they ever picked up that particular weapon. Jonathan. Control? No more than she lets it. No more than she lets it. Deals are two-way streets, Miss Archant. In exchange for power, there are services to be rendered. If I remember correctly, the deal that Talia has made with you is that you will lead her to this place that annihilated her community. And then she must also repay you by taking care of Slee. Eds. Where does this gun come into play? I gave her her means. She lacked means, now she has them. She had ha- she already had her own motives. But for murder, you need all three. What must she do in return for the power of this weapon? That is between her and the Reaper's old scythe. I hope for your sake that you are telling me the truth and it will not affect her the way that it affected Johnson because if it does I will devote my entire existence to making sure that you pay. Selena Argent, I can speak no lie. Then I hope that is also not a lie. His smile just widens. Literally stretching ear to ear. Selena, my head is like, why is he not threatened by what I just did? <laughs> because you're this big. I know. And I'm, cute. I know. I am a, like a tiny hamster chattering its teeth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> to a huge ass dog, Doberman Pinscher, like over your head. <laughs> okay. Well, it seems we shall see. Indeed, we shall. And Celine turns and walks away. The door opens for you and you step back through the mulberry bush. <sighs> These are a lot of dice rolls, Jesus. So, Talia, you sit and wait for her. And wait. And wait. How long do you wait? I got rations. Okay. I wait until she comes out. Okay. So how long do you wait before you start to do other things? Other things. Um. Uh, okay. It was a 
approaching like six ish, closer to seven, I think, when you guys like when she went into the bush. Okay, so I don't know how long she's gonna be in there, but um, I sit for a while. Nothing happens. When nothing happens, I wait until I wait until the moon's out, mm-hmm. and my you know, all I keep thinking is, did I make a mistake? Did I do the right thing? I had to have done the right thing because this is the deal that I made. So all of these thoughts keep swirling around in my head. You know, Slane's mad at me. <laughs> Did I do the right thing? I had to have done the right thing. This is what I need to do. This is my one purpose in my life that I have to get done so I can move on. So I did the right thing. All these thoughts keep swirling around in my head. Uh, when the moon comes out, though, I stop just trying to focus on my pendant mm-hmm. that I have and just trying to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like, trying to calm down and just think wolf thoughts, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, in- instinct thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's the smells around me, the the sounds. <sighs> I'm focusing in on, like, like, what can I hear? What can I smell? Just not really anything like for like a, a sensing an attack or anything. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, if there's rabbits around, listening mm-hmm. to them for a little while, see how many I can find or how, how many I can hear, how many I can smell, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I'm just, and I'm just waiting and staring up at the moon. Right. You watch the moon and just listening to all the sounds around, the smells, it's, uh, the, everything around you smells heavily of mulberry. It's a fun smell. Mm. It's yummy. Oh no, it smells good. Yeah, it it's a little overpowering, but you know, yeah, it's good. Um, and you watch the moon climb into the sky as it gets close to midnight, probably a little after eleven. You hear the sound of a door opening and closing, and Celine steps out of the bush. Oh, I jump up. Are you all right? I think, given that I have not eaten for about 24 hours now, I think I stumble. Oh, I catch her. (laughs) Just, are you all right? Yes. What happened? And I shake my head. Nothing. Nothing, Kylie. I know what it is. What is? It's a gun. Oh, so nothing happened, but now you know what the gun is. He was there. I spoke with him. Figured. Usually that's what that means when you open the door. And you told me what the gun was. And? It is the weapon of the old death god. It is older than him, according to him. Really? Apparently. He says he cannot lie. I do not know if I even believe that. 
I have no idea. Uh, I bring a hand, to, I bring an end to my head. I pick her up. Bridal I'm star. fine. I'm fine. You I can, can barely walk. Stop I can, it. I, can, I start walking back to the house. <sighs> Bridal style. <laughs> and I'm just so weak and tired and adrenaline and emotions and no food and not much sleep. And I'm just like, yep. Yeah. I'm carrying her back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> the house is dark except for a single lantern light in the kitchen. So okay. you bring her in and there's a just an oil lantern sitting on the table with a plate and a note. The plate has like a couple sandwiches on oh, it. Wonderful. And... A BLT. <laughs> <laughs> and the note says, Celine, your room is at the end of the hall. I hope it is comfortable. Rella. Is it my old home? It is not. Okay. I sit her down and at the kitchen I'm table. I'm fine. I know you're fine, but let's be extra careful and have you eat something, please. I'm clearly not hungry. In fact, I feel rather sick. That's because you haven't <laughs> eaten in 24 hours. I have eaten 24 hours. No, you have not. Okay, maybe I have not, but I really do not want to eat. Sleep, please. If I slow up, I'm going to slow up on you. I will... I will hold your hair. Come on, eat something, please. Okay, so... It's gonna take Celine, like, half an hour, 45 minutes, just to eat half of a sandwich. And we're gonna make, and we're gonna sit there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's just like, and I'm gonna make you eat how much? How many sandwiches? There were three. We're gonna sit there, and you're gonna eat a sandwich and a half. Half a sandwich. Sandwich and a half. Half a sandwich. If it takes you that long to eat it, you will slowly intake. But we're we're gonna sit there. You could talk. You can talk to me or not, but you're gonna eat that sandwich and a half. You know when, like, I don't know if either of you do, do this, but, like, when I get really depressed, it becomes impossible for me. Do you remember a couple of years ago? Yeah, no, I know. Like, and it's not just that, like, I don't want to eat. It's, like, the act of ingesting food is, like, near impossible. I don't know if anybody else knows what that feels like, but that's what's going on. Yeah, I know. And, and I know that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm just explaining. That's why she's she's really not being. I'm not no. gonna eat. She's like just like. Ah. Yeah, Talia gets that, but she's forcing her to eat because she went for a long time without eating, and then, and then performed a spell, that is going to not only sap up your energy, but that's going to. I'm very surprised you're not fatigued. Oh, I probably am. Yeah, actually, at this point, I'd say you're running on at least one level of exhaustion. Yeah. If not two. Yeah. You're eat, she's got, Talia is literally going to sit there and make you eat a sandwich and a half. Well, we'll actually just say one for now, but yeah. If I, if I wasn't going to eat, then it would... Yeah. If you weren't going to eat, it'd be two. Yeah. A sandwich and so. a half. <laughs> Three quarters of a sandwich. One whole sandwich. Take it or leave it. 
So she eats. It's just, you can tell it's hard. I know. That's why Tally is sitting with her the whole time. And not pressing her for anything. Except just making sure she eats. And like, drinks. Like, every bite is just like an effort. And you can tell. I know. But we're going to make sure. Tally makes sure she eats at least a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'll down whatever's left. But just make, she wants to make sure that Celine eats. Mm-hmm. So apparently... The gun has a task for you. I know. You know. Yeah, when I when I uh, bonded with it, it mentioned a list. I've got a list. So does it. Him. Them. The gun has a list. I have a list. What is that supposed to mean? Uh, three people I want dead. And, uh... It mentioned it's still working. Still working. Ow. I'm not quite sure. <sighs> Zivorga would not tell me what it meant. He said that was between you and the gun. Well, I suppose I'll find out. I suppose we both will. Yeah. And she eats her sandwiches very slowly. She probably picks them apart. Right. And eats each, like, what's on the sandwiches? Sliced ham. So she probably, she probably like takes it apart, eats the ham, then eats one slice of bread. Because, you know, she's Pisces, can't just leave her food alone. Wow, you are just loving every little... I'm, because, because I'm such a fucking Capricorn, and it's like, oh, now I get to be a different thing. Now you get to be... Now I get to experience all the weird shit that you do. (laughs) <laughs> All the same. Unless you want to say something. Not particularly, other than. Sarah ate a sandwich in the quarter. Eat all the rest of it. <sighs> Come on, just a little bit. <laughs> I take one of the pieces of bread and I start like picking it apart into little bits <laughs> till it just comes. <laughs> Then I smooshed the comes down. <laughs> so it's like back into bread, like kind of back in a slice. I feel like I'm being red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, for the record, I've only done that like five times. Yeah, so. and I've watched you do it every single time. But yeah, she's definitely playing with her food. <laughs> But she eventually eats it in, you know, the mutilated form that it is. Like true Pisces. Yep. I'm glad you've got to talk to your mama. For whatever it's worth. 
And her eyes start tearing up. Come on, let's, let's get you to bed. And she nods and tries to stand up, still really shaky. I pick her up. <laughs> I <laughs> can walk just fine, Talia. I understand that, but humor me. And I take her to the bed. Mm-hmm. Is it a twin bed? Queen bed? It It's a twin. Cool. Okay. Uh, I stick her in and just, yeah. No, I grab your grab your arm. What what are you what are you going to do? I'm just gonna get the bed roll and sleep next to you. It's fine. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I promise. Want me to hold you until you fall asleep? Yes. Right. So I kind of, uh, kind of sit up in the bed, mm-hmm. but kind of lay her on top of me, mm-hmm. like if, on my lap or something, and I just kind of like pet her hair until she falls asleep. Oh, she's out. So I'm there for like ten minutes. <laughs> you were that. there for like thirty seconds, and she's gone. Yeah, but I wait, wait for about ten minutes, and then um, gently put her down mm-hmm. and I go back to the kitchen and wash the dish if I'm able to do that is there water um, there that I, I could do that actually no there it, isn't no nah, it, it, there's not running water it, is there like a water thing outside there is there's okay. a, a water pump yeah okay then I'm, I just grab a little bit of water and okay clean, clean off the dish and okay put it away or not put it away but like make it look so she can see uh, at least Tried, yeah. <laughs> tried to get a you tried star. Yeah, something. Yeah. So and then, then I head back into the room and roll out a bed roll right mm-hmm. next to Celine on the bed and or right next on the floor. I just lay down and try to fall asleep. I probably eventually do. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in the game can be found at biddytarot.com. 
Thanks again for listening and stay legendary.